This prison. Something evil lurks inside of it. Down in the shadows, you can hear the sounds of crying. Shadows darting past the peripherals. The occasional distant gunshot. That of hunters. Or is it the guards? Including the prisoner that tries to escape. I'm not sure. All I do know is that this is Haunts, Graves, and Omens, and welcome. <laughs> oh, shit! A ghost! We got a soundboard. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, uh, it's long overdue. <laughs> we've, been, we've been trying to do that. and um, But yeah, man, we got a soundboard, dude. It's out here. Anyway, my name is Fred Stewart, and with me as always is my lovely co-host. Hi, it's me. It's Taylor. Hi, Tay. Hello. Hello. And our other lovely co-host running cameras and sound, it's Marty Cowick. Hello, it is me. I am Marty Cowick. Yeah. This shit ain't nothing to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. In the back you ain't nothing to me, man. <laughs> Smoking that fentanyl lace cereal. Go watch the latest. Well, actually, won't be out for another week or so. So go, go check out uh, our episode with Scotty so you can watch those clips for the doc. They're great. But um, yeah. Um, so originally I had a different idea for this week's episode, and uh, as coming up with the um, the information for it, I realized how boring that state actually was. <laughs> um, which uh, not gonna hurt anybody's feelings, but it was Nebraska and <laughs> haunted cornfields. What the fuck? Yeah, for real. And so I was like, well, I want to continue on with our most haunted state series that we've been doing um, because they're fun. You know, we get to kind of yeah. go over all over the state and go visit some incredible places. And this week is no different. This week we travel to the redheaded stepchild episode Northwest, Idaho. As we continue our series of most haunted states, Ooh. you Idaho, not I, not Idaho. No, you're ho. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just the immediate no, <laughs> no, you're wrong. No, you <laughs> <laughs> shut up. <laughs> what are you gonna do about it, old man? <laughs> Lucky for you, I eat boulders for breakfast. <laughs> it's a very that's why I'm. Now, nutrition, I'm just kidding, dude. I have a lot of breakfast, dude. Look at this pudge. You can't tell because I'm laptop, so I'm grabbing my stomach. <laughs> but are you guys ready to get into it? I'm ready. Red eye. Red eye. Marty, hit me with it. First up on our spooky list is the old Idaho State Penitentiary. Located just outside of Boise, the territorial prison was constructed in 1870. This, this prison became operational in 1872, and it closed in 1973. Over its 101 years of operation, the prison, the penitentiary, received more than 13,000 inmates, with a maximum population a little over 600 people. I feel like that's kind of small. It's very small. For a penitentiary. Yeah. 216 of the inmates were women. Two famous inmates were Harry Orchard and Lydia, Lid uh, sorry, Lydia South Southhard. Uh, Orchard assassinated former gover governor Frank 
uh, Stuenberg in 1905, and Southyard is known as Idaho's Lady Blue Beard for killing several of her husbands to collect upon their life insurance, oh. which is something that's going to be an episode all in itself. There's a lot of... Damn. I feel like that would be a pretty good episode. There's a lot of women who have done that. Oh, absolutely. Serious riots occurred in this prison in 1952 and in 1971 and 1973 all over the living conditions in the prison. The 416 resident inmates were moved to the new Idaho State Correctional Institution south of Boise, and the old Idaho penitentiary was closed December 3rd, 1973. Just rotted. Five years earlier, in 1968, numerous prison trustees had just escaped by just simply walking away. This prison was definitely not known for its security and the conditions inside were brutal we're gonna get into that the penitentiary like i said held up to 600 prisoners one time and then inmates suffered through almost inhumane conditions the sandstone that formed the walls was meant was a plentiful and inexpensive building material but it also intensified the temperatures inside the cells In the hot Boise summers, the sandstone retained its heat, creating a stifling oven effect. In the winter, the walls held the bitter cold, chilling the prisoners for months. Proper plumbing didn't reach the prison until the 1920s, an unpleasant condition that would also spread disease. This was complicated by the prison's ill-working ventilation system. Conditions like these were pu- uh, pushed inmates to the edge, and guards answered that violence with more violence until 1971 when the prisoners reached a breaking point. In 1971, like I said before, and again in 1973, riots broke out. Prisoners burned the chapel and the dining hall to the ground and damaged many other buildings. In 1973, the riot was more severe of the two, and shortly thereafter, prisoners were moved again to the facility in Boise. It is now considered a National Register of Historic Places. The buildings themselves, however, were left exactly as they were at the end of the 1973 riots. From the smoke and fire blackened stone walls to the calendars still hanging on the cell walls, walking through the cell block is enough to give anyone a serious case of the creeps. The most notorious inmate confined in these halls was that of Raymond Allen Snowden, a man dubbed Idaho's Jack the Ripper. Oh. Snowden was convicted of murder in 1956 and sentenced to death by hanging at an Idaho State Penitentiary. He murdered Cora Dean, a local woman, a mother of two, during a scuffle after a night of drinking. Snowden claimed that he'd backhanded Dean. She kicked him and then he st- he st- and then he stabbed. Using a two and a quarter inch pocket knife, Snowden stabbed Cora 35 times. Jesus Christ. Before his hanging, Snowden confessed to murdering two other women. And at 12.05 a.m. on October 18th, 1957, Ray Snowden was brought to the gallows in the prison's five house. Snowden would never get to get the chance for last words. At 12.06 a.m., the trapdoor was pulled and the noose failed to break his neck. 
Raymond struggled at the end of the rope for 15 minutes before finally suffocating. Jeez. Some say his spirit still haunts those gallows. Another inmate named Harry Orchard that we talked about died within the prison walls in 1954. He, when he entered the state penitentiary, he was 50 years, um, he was nearly 50 years old um, before in, 19, in 1908, convicted of the murder of the governor. However, during the trial for his life, Orchard confessed to many darker acts. For several days in June of 1907, Orchard recounted uh, from the stand the many crimes of his life. He did so in an eerily polite fashion, precise and unhesitatingly way. Among his sins, he listed in his career as a union terrorist that resulted in the loss of 17 lives, including that of the governor. Cross-examined for 26 hours about his killings, his bigamy, uh, heavy drinking, compulsive gambling, and womanizing, sorry, womanizing, Orchard's disturbing calm on the stand stunned the courtroom. Although sentenced to death, the judge recommended he be sentenced to commute to life in prison, and the Board of Pardons agreed. Orchard lived over 45 years within the prison walls, the longest sentence served by an Idaho state inmate. Now, there are many accounts of unusual happenings inside the prison complex, but the Five House, the building where Snowden was executed, seems to be the most active. Some speculate that Snowden's spirit never left, haunting the grounds since that October morning in 1957. After about a year at the prison, sorry, after, at, at about a year after the prison was placed on the National Reger, Register of Historic Places, it opened for tours. Because of course it does. Of course. Gotta love it. Guides and visitors attest to the sinister feelings, strange sound, voices in the dark, and entities they feel still lurking in the cell blocks of the old Idaho State Penitentiary. All the eerie activity intensifies near the frightening solitary confinement cell dubbed Ser Serbia by inmates and the gallows. Ooh. Isn't that fun? Did you see the ghost? It ran through here and slimed me. No, that wasn't me. That was a spooky ghost. Pretty fun. What did you guys think of that first one? Yeah, yeah, I liked spooky. it. Yeah, it's definitely... It's a, super spooky, actually. Very, very spooky. Let's continue, shall we? This is going to be a common threat, uh, theme with the rest of the episode. A lot of haunted hotels in Idaho, mm. and this place is no different. We're heading to Silver City, Idaho to investigate the classic Idaho Hotel. Originally established in 1863 and then reopened in Silver City in 1866, the Idaho Hotel is the oldest in the state and houses multiple ghosts. Silver City at the time was the epitome of the Wild West. In the late 1800s, two men argued out front of the hotel. Within seconds, they drew their big irons on each other and fired. Both lied bleeding and later dying on the hotel steps. Visitors today have reported seeing these gunslingers lingering on the steps to this day, ready for the final showdown. Of course, inside the hotel is just equally as haunted, and that is the same for room number 27. 
The hotel has changed hands many times over the last century, and some haven't left. A former owner, O.D. Bruant-Bott, uh, took his own life in room number 27 while suffering from pancreatic cancer. Visitors have reported feeling unexplainable sensations on their body at night in the room, as well as the room getting abnormally cold. Some spirits have no name, and their stories are unknown. But visitors to the hotel have claimed to see a man in a duster coat roaming the stairwell before disappearing, and that of a little boy and a little girl in old-fashioned clothes playing marbles on the street. Oh. Pretty huh. spooky, huh? Yeah. Guys getting pretty spooked, huh? Guys getting I'm spooked, spooked. I'm fucking... The ambient dude's getting fucking ambient out here, It dude. does make it uh, more intense, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely adds that extra spooky factor. Our next place we're going to travel to is that of the Shoshone, Shoshone Ice Caves. I hope I'm saying that correctly. The ice caves were formed by underground eruptions at the part of the Black Butte Crater Lava Field. A young boy was looking for his lost goat discovered the Shoshone Ice Caves by accident in the 1880s. The find was a perfect was perfect for the area. Cold beer all year round, and ice skaters could have uh, even used the caves for training for the Olympics. In the 1940s, the caves were reportedly ruined. People wanted the ice, so they started collecting it. Several entry points were made, and the warm air was able to flow in. The ice started to melt and had disappeared almost completely. In the 1950s, a man named Russell Robinson bought the caves. He had a plan to restore the caves back to what they were. His plan succeeded, and the ice returned. Shoshone Ice Caves are a natural wonder as well. The cave is 1,000 feet long, and its temperatures are anywhere between 24 and 32 degrees Fahrenheit all year round. And then for our listeners abroad who use Celsius, that's negative 7 and 0 0.5 degrees Celsius year round. Um, turn the airflow uh, that flows through the tunnel into ice. Visitors that, of the cave uh, walk along a wooden bridge that's built over the solid ice floor. Oh. The caves are rumored to be haunted, though. Staffs and visitors have claimed to hear voices coming from the cave, and heavy footsteps have been heard when no one else is around. Is it the ghost of the cave bear that once allegedly lived here, or is it the ghost of an, eight, of an, of an Indian princess who was buried here centuries ago? Now, let me preference this. Centuries ago, the area was inhabited by Shoshone Indians. One day, their beloved princess died. The caves were sacred to the Native Americans, and they decided to bury her remains in the ice, where she would remain forever. Legend says that the princess wants to be freed from her icy coffin. She whispers to visitors, hoping they will set her free. People claim to have seen shadow figures behind the walls of ice. Perhaps the princess wasn't the only one buried in it. Oh. It's pretty spooky, dude. That one's pretty spooky. Yeah. Next up, we have our lovely um, go Boise, Idaho. Traveling to downtown Boise, Idaho. To Ooh. the... Uh, oh, man. That's a... Is it, I think it's a... Idian... Idenha? 
Iden Hotel. Iden Hotel. Yeah, I think I got it. I I wrote that shit like twenty fucking times, and I was like, uh, sure. <laughs> Guess not. Anyway, the hotel. Sorry, the old hotel in downtown Boise, Idaho is a historic hotel that was built in 1901 with a long and supposedly bloody history that has been told in the corridors and whispered out, sorry, about inside the apartments. Today, the old French uh, chateau-style building has been converted into apartments, but until renovation, it was used as a hotel and restaurant that caters to wealthy people from all over the country, and it's considered to be the hotel in Boise, as a stop on the Oregon Trail or just some place to go have fun downtown. During renovation, sorry, during the renovation to make the from a hotel to an apartment complex, the workers reported strange things happening around them as they worked. Lights turn on and off without someone being there. As moaning sounds from certain places in the building can be heard. Oh shit! What he said. (laughs) And uh, people were hearing these voices and moaning with no one else being around. There is also a strange gray mist apparition that has been spotted multiple times without any good explanation. There are numerous reported sightings about the building and residents in the apartment building have been connected to strange experiences uh, in certain stories where there are... um, Sorry, where some of the stories they've experienced supposedly made them out, uh, made them so scared they had to move out. Oh, jeez. So these hauntings are intense. Excuse me while I take a little drink. A little sippy sip. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking bitch. You fucking bitch. <laughs> fucking built like a big bean looking ass. <laughs> this shit ain't nothing to me, man. This shit ain't nothing to me. Ain't nothing to me. <laughs> so I have to. I have to change soundboards to do those. This shit ain't nothing to me, man. They must have amnesia. They forgot, forgot that, that I'm, I'm him. him. Okay, back to back to this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, it's spooky back, again. Back back to the spooky shit. All right, all right, all right. Ready, ready. Okay, ready. Not all hauntings stay just a misty apparition in the corner of the eye or a sound that you may or may not hear. There have been also so many reports of this, of something sinister going on in the upper levels of the hotel. People have said that a certain something pulls them out of their beds. Ooh. But for whatever reason, or what it can be, is still to be found. Nobody knows what the, what the hell is happening. One of the ghosts that was supposedly haunting the building is a bellboy that worked there in the 1970s. Oh my god! Oh shit! That was that was fucking that was that was clean. That was clean, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it. clean. Oh my god! That blew my that blew my fucking mind, dude. Holy shit! I wasn't expecting that. Oh, bellboy! On top floor, next destination, <laughs> hell. <laughs> anyway, he was shot dead by a guest at work and has claimed, has been there to blame the, um, uh, sorry, has been to blame for the elevator malfunctioning. Um, he is known to move the elevator up and down without any people going, especially from the fourth floor where he was reportedly killed. Oh. Pretty spooky. Oh. Some of the residents have claimed to seen the ghost 
um, peeking around corners of the building. Hard evidence that this, uh, sorry, hard evidence that this has ever happened has not surfaced though, and the story usually ends in its own rumor. That's just the top floors. That I'm. Ooh. Let's get down to the lower levels. I would stay there. Oh, I absolutely. Oh, there's some places that I'm gonna. It's actually the next place that's gonna come up. Yeah. And it's a place that I, I want all of us to go to. Oh. And it's the next destination we hit after this one. And well, I'm, it's I mean, gonna be very fun. I mean, we could always go to Idaho. That's true. the The next destination, in particular, is something I want to go to. I'll explain why. But okay. let, let's let's yeah, let's, yeah, let's yeah. get to it. Let's, let's get go. to it. Okay. So. The second floor, there is a story of a woman that was murdered by her husband in the 1920s. She was reportedly murdered with a pair of scissors and now is said to roam the halls. There are many stories of residents hearing, talking, and walking outside of their doors. But when they open, nobody's there. In the basement, there is also a legend that is told again and again. It is said that a woman was killed and buried there. She still lingers as her body is buried underneath the building, as well as according to the legend. There has never been a body found under the basement floor, however, and that has been revealed to the public. The story is just that, for the moment, a story. As far as we know. As for the future, the building is considered one of the landmarks of downtown Boise and is beloved because of its fine architecture and local stories. The apartments have residents that stay for decades as it's a very difficult place to get into, apparently. But there are also stories that tell something else. Although a much sought after place to stay, some of the strange encounters that residents experience have supposedly made them so scared they decided to move out unable to stay in the haunted space for too long. Mm-hmm. Now, this next place we're going to get into is definitely definitely a place I want to go to. Okay. And you guys are going to love this. This is a story we've told time and time again. This is the Idaho State Tuberculosis Hospital. Oh. Which is now <laughs> the Gooding College Inn and Resort. I thought you were going to say Chuck E. Cheese there. No. That would, no, that that would be that, a turn. That, that would be a twist. That would be, be a Shamalonian twist. It is the Idaho State Tuberculosis Hospital. Now, Kids Club. <laughs> <laughs> now, Boys and Girls Club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So the building, now known as the uh, Gooding College um, Inn and Resort, uh, was originally built in 1917 as the Gooding College. At the time, the Gooding College was a place of higher education between Caldwell and uh, Pocatello, Idaho. However, just a few years down the road in 1938, <coughs> it closed down. The structure opened back up in the 1940s when it was converted into a tuberculosis hospital. It was considered one of the most advanced hospitals to specialize in tuberculosis in the entire country during its time and closed down officially in 1976. The structure remained empty for many decades until 2004 when the facility was given new life when it became the get-in bed and breakfast. With a long and complicated history, now the hotel has more than a few spirits. Witnesses reported seeing an old man in a white coat along with a woman and a young girl possibly a doctor talking with former patients at the hospital, ones who
who never left. Mysterious whispers and footsteps down the empty hallways have also been reported, as well as dark shadows, EVPs recorded by paranormal investigators, and of course, cold spots. They get in closed uh, in 2012, unfortunately, but was quickly bought up and reopened as the Gooding University Inn and Resort. The GUIR, if you will, has a unique opportunity to sleep in the history in the, in the history's dormitory. Will you be brave enough to stay the night in this haunted hotel yes. with all the spirits who died? Yes, I do I'll it. do it. <laughs> uh, l- I do it too. Like uh, something happens fucking cool if nothing happens oh well like you stayed there i stayed in a cool like historic building yeah like hold on excuse me half a second my gibbets came off (laughs) i don't know for like the long time listeners you may remember that fred used to make fun of me for my crocs yeah guess who got a pair of crocs i didn't buy them first of all i know you didn't buy them my my brother bought me crocs because he spurs (laughs) by them he wears them all the time now. Yeah. All the time. If they were just regular sandals, I would just wear them too. Yeah. Well, you gave me shit for Crocs and now you're wearing Crocs. Yeah. Cause so. they're, they're fucking stupid. Yeah. No, they look ridiculous, but they're <laughs> so comfortable. <laughs> That's what you sound like. <laughs> shit. Oh shit, dude. That was timed really ah. well. Actually. Ah. <laughs> all right. Let's get back into it. So the next on our stop is going to be the town of Albion. Um, The town is reported to be one of the most haunted in all of Idaho, but we're going to be focusing on the most haunted of the haunted. The Albion State Normal School, better that than the Albion State Fucky Wucky Silly Goofy School, (laughs) but you 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 know, whatever. Anyways, the Albion State School was a public institution for higher learning in the Western United States located in Albion, Idaho. If I'm saying that wrong, I'm sorry, but I'm not. Uh, established in the Idaho Legislature in, in uh, 1893, it was one of two normal schools in the state. The school was closed down in 1951. The spirits have reportedly stayed. Visitors who stay on the ground once the sun goes down nice rhyme, (laughs) have reported hearing racing footsteps and disembodied voices. There it is. Oh, shit. Marty's trying. Like, share, subscribe. (laughs) Marty's a fat fuck. He's a piece of shit. He fucking fucking shit like a shit like a fucking Easter egg, dude. He's just gonna press all of them now? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) <laughs> all right there's so much happening right now and anyways <laughs> unexplained sensations and smells such as dough have been heard and smelled in the kitchen which has long been abandoned a terrifying encounter employed occurred to an employee once who was working inside the facility when they were violently pushed against a wall by an unseen force are there still spirits haunting the normal school or it's just everybody's imagination no i'm really fairly certain it's probably still haunted it's probably, i'm pretty sure they're just imagining it they're yeah crazy I'm yeah no <laughs> the, the next time 
Marty has something spooky happen, we'll just be like, you're just making it up. We're just going <laughs> to gaslight him. Chances yeah. are I was, so you're probably <laughs> in the right. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we travel to the city of Caldwell, Idaho, oh. to the Canyon Hill Cemetery. The cemetery is located at 2024 North Illinois Avenue in Caldwell, Idaho. Canyon Hill Cemetery is an old cemetery that dates back to the early 1800s and houses many souls as their final resting place. But some have it uh, that not all the spirits are resting there or at peace. Hmm. People have thought the cemetery was haunted for a long time. It's a cemetery, because of course it is. All cemeteries seem to be haunted. Those claiming Canyon Hill Cemetery to be haunted say they can feel a temperature change suddenly, becoming colder the second you enter the cemetery. There have been also rumors about a strong smell that no one can explain or figure out as well as the feeling of someone um, as well as the feeling of someone following you around. Several paranormal investigators have taken a trip to the cemetery themselves to have a look. There are two ghosts that most people tell of. Number one being the Midnight Jogger. The Midnight Jogger is a a ghost story that has been told to haunt the Canyon Hill Cemetery. Apparently, she appears when you park between the trees that overlooking the cemetery just ahead. Maybe she appears as you drive past her but are gone as soon as you turn to have another look. Some report that she has not, she doesn't have any uh, legs to carry her and it floats above the ground. Some go as far to claim she comes over to knock on the window of your car. Uh-oh. Now, what's funny about this is I've had a, this experience at uh, Fort Vancouver in, in Van- Vancouver, Washington. Oh. I was there in high school with some friends uh, we had a. I was straight edge at the time. I didn't drink any beer. My friends invited me to a party, so I went, and then I ended up being a DD. And uh, they wanted to go smoke weed or whatever. So I was like, "Let's just go to Fort Vancouver. I'll drive. I'll drive your car over there. Yeah, we'll be chilling." And I was sitting on the hood of this car with this person. That was one of one of their friends. And we're just bullshitting, and we looked to the south at Fort Vancouver, which is the uh, quartermaster's office. And if you guys ever looked that up, it's a big giant building. There's a couple of them, and I started seeing what looked like people running back and forth. Right, and it looked like eight or nine people, but it was just the lower half of them. Oh, and I thought I was kind of tripping out because I was like, I don't know, maybe I'm just like, because I know I do a lot of spooky shit, so like that happens. But other people started seeing it. Oh, (laughs) and everybody else started seeing it, and we're like, let's get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah, I don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah, that's creepy. Super creepy. Spooky. Anyways. The Midnight Jogger is not the only relentless spirit that's supposedly lingering in the Canyon Hill Cemetery. Apparently, there are also rumors about an old lady who sits on the bench late at night, not saying anything. According to those who have claimed to see her, they look away for just a second, just to look back and find that she's gone. Oh. Pretty fun, huh? That was pretty fun. Um, Funny enough... Uh, we know people who live 20 minutes from that cemetery. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it gives us a reason to go to Idaho. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Check this out. Marty, gunshot. Dude, try again. Ready? One, two, three. Look at that, dude. It's going to be sick in After Effects. I'm probably not I'm probably going to forget to edit it. <laughs> I'll, put a, I'll put a PNG of like a little fireball on top of it. Just <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> Going wild over there. So the... <laughs> oh, dude, beautiful, dude. I, just love, I love that sound, dude. Sound. Get out of here, birds! Base shave up, motherfucker! These revolvers got a lot of ammunition in them. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. This, this, Jesus, man. Like, this is a fucking video game or something? You never have to reload these things. I'm just, I'm just going to put them safely down in my holsters. Safely down. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, yeah. Hey, Google, how to find hospital? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that one was my balls. <laughs> So, next up on our on our little jaunt through Idaho, we're gonna travel to the Idaho State University, Ooh. which is really funny because you would think that a university such as this being Jesus man, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you would think that a university would not want to talk about their ghosts. Yeah. You know, they don't really find a lot of places that really want to talk about their ghosts. It's all with just legends and things like that. Right. I mean, unless somebody is like, you know, a haunted saloon and they talk about this haunt, the, the, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is a fucking university. It's a major university in the United States. All this information that I have from this came directly from their website. I love that, though. They were like, you want to know about ghosts? Here is everything you need to know. What we everything we got. So it's super, super cool, and I appreciate them so much for that. So, the IS, uh, the, uh, sorry. Uh, Do you have a moment? Yeah, the ISU, Idaho State University, for those who don't know, have reported, uh, is reported to be very haunted. Multiple buildings house the spirits of Idaho's past. Starting off, we're going to go to Fraser's Hall. Excuse me. Why oh, I just choke on things? <laughs> I don't even know what. Marty, you're such a you're such a fucking Pete. You're such a. Fucking <laughs> I'll put you. Hey. <laughs> All right, audio listeners are so confused. They're having a moment. Mm-hmm. It's fine. <laughs> I'm gonna get pulled over driving their car. Anyway, <laughs> um, go to Fraser Hall first. An entity named Alex haunts Fraser Hall. The legend is that years ago, a professor uh, would um, bring her son, Alex, to work, and he liked it so much he kept coming after he died. He loved playing tricks on the living. Public safety officers report Alex opening and shutting doors on them after they've already cleared that area. Footsteps are heard traveling around the fourth floor. Unseen presence won't allow, uh, don't allow the fact that they are dead to stand in their way. Uh, a pl- uh, 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 excuse me, won't stand in the way of practicing the piano or the enjoyment of the theater. Theater. Apparitions of theater lovers have been known to appear and sit in the audience. They enjoy sitting on the top of the theater. One evening around midnight, an officer went into Fraser after a 911 call had been made from the building. When he opened the door, he heard a woman's scream. He called for backup, but when the officer searched the building, they found no one. When driving past Fraser Hall on the R1 lot, don't look at the top middle window. There's a woman watching you. 
Around 2006, a group of friends were playing cops and robbers. Classic. Yeah. Everybody played cops and robbers as a kid. The robbers had to go from the Schubert Heights to the side door of the BA building under the hypo style without being caught by the cops. One student broke away from the main group and was alone. As the student was crawling between the bushes and the wall of the Frazier Hall, someone started throwing pine cones at them. Oh. Each time the student looked, there was no one to be seen. One of the other robber friends took the route by Fraser Hall. Sorry, none of the other robber friends took the route by Fraser Hall. The eerie barrage helped the student run faster, and they were the only one to reach the base without getting caught. Haha. <laughs> oh. Ghost helping them win. Yeah. Isn't that fun? Next up on our stop at the uh, Idaho State University, we go to Gr- uh, Gravely Hall. A strong presence is felt in this building. Just locked windows um, could have been found open minutes later when no one else living in the building was there. And um, an obliging, friendly entity has also been known to open doors for the living, which is fun. Yeah. It's very nice. What you pulling up there, Marty? Uh, Just pictures of it. Oh, okay. Oh. I was going to put them all in post. but Oh, yeah, yeah. We can do that post because I actually can't see right now. <laughs> <laughs> Still hasn't got himself yeah. I, 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 They came in. I just have to go pick them up. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That Just today, though, I just got that message. <laughs> World War II veterans that uh, used to stay in Gravely Hall came back after a tour. They talked about the old days and the fun they had there. When they entered the second floor, the mood changed, and they spoke of the deaths that happened there. They immediately wanted to leave. Not only that, but doors, footsteps, and thumping noises have often been heard moving on the second floor. Oh. Pretty, pretty fun, huh? Yeah. Spoopy. We're not done yet. Excuse me while I itch my nose. The Go to the administration building. The administration building isn't the most haunted building on campus, yet it is still known for housing ghosts. While it is unclear how many ghosts supposedly live in the basement, custodians have reported hearing strange noises during the night and doors shutting by themselves. There's also a ghost of an older man that stays next to the bathrooms outside of payroll, and it smells like tobacco when he's around. Hmm. Did you see the ghost? Did you see the ghost? It ran through here. I I need to turn that one on pause. Uh, the next building, we're going to the Roy F. Uh, Christensen building. It is said that Frank is more of a bystander than an actual threat. But that doesn't mean he isn't there. Frank the Spirit. Ooh. Over the many years, people have seen a figure out of the corner of their eye, yet there has never been another person there. Hmm. Frank the Ghost will allegedly knock utensils, knives, and ladies. Sorry, late ladies. Oh, ladles. Like, ladies. Hell yeah, brother. Good job, Frank. <laughs> Knock ladles off of the wall. Footsteps running down the hall and slamming doors can also be heard. But again, this isn't the only places that are haunted on campus. The Dental Hygiene Sciences Building. Ooh. There is a ghost that haunts the Dental Hygiene Science Building by the name of Francine. She's an older lady who turns equipment on and off and knocks things off trays onto the floor. 
just being a general nuisance. I was going to say, that sounds just annoying. Yeah. yeah. And I talked about the Albion, you know, uh, Albion uh, fucking, well, God, what was that? The, uh, <laughs> uh, the Albion State Normal School. Yeah. Well, there's Albion Hall. The long hallway that spans the building's length is said to house a ghost of a man. If you look, a ghost could be seen standing at the other end of the hall. Oh. If you stand there, just be a dude just standing there staring at you and just disappear. That would be scary. That's fucking spooky. Pretty spooky. I mean, to be fair, like, if, if you're standing in a hall, there's just a man <laughs> standing there at the very end staring at you. What are you doing? Hey. No, I'm good. Hey. I'm good. I'm leaving. Get over here. Watch this cool finger gun. <laughs> there it goes. I like how Marty least, was like like the violent like no. changing of cameras trying to figure out which camera. <laughs> Marty's, Next up, yeah, Marty's, Marty's so much Marty's things for moment. me now. There's so no. many things I have to get good at them now. Yeah. Next up, we travel to the Gal Life Science Building. Bodies come in and out of the biology building all the time. These bodies bring with them the spirits they use to hold. There's a rumor saying that one of the cadavers was cursed and the spirit uh, cursed, sorry, and the the cursed spirit still haunts the building to this day. Because of the students don't like to be left alone and walk out of the building in groups. Sorry, because of this, students travel in groups to leave the building. Yeah. Just my brain's falling apart. <laughs> so many gunshot noises. <laughs> Many noises can be heard in the cadaver lab area. One early morning, an officer heard a tink, tink, tink coming from the cadaver lab when no one else was in the area. Ooh, don't like that. <laughs> don't like that. Fuck that. I'm staying away from the cadaver lab. <laughs> I'm going right in, buddy. Oh. So this is now the Businesses and Technology Center. Doors open and close by themselves, and footsteps can be heard in the halls. Once a new officer patrolling the building kept hearing his name being repeated. As he made his rounds. He thought that the other officers were pulling a prank on him. He radioed for another officer to ask if he was pranking him, but the other officer was on the west side of the campus and nowhere near the building. Spooky. Very spooky. Next up, we're going to hit some quick ones real quick. Some All quick right. ones. Boom. Bada boom, bada bing, right? Bada boom, bada bing. So, this is the Egyptian theater. There was a whole write-up about this, and there's a lot, but it is a very strange little place. There's a lot of Egyptian symbols and, and scribes all over the building. Yeah. It's, it's a very unique theater. But there are many accounts from locals and traveling performers with tales of strange feelings and sighting in the iconic Boise spot. The most popular sighting is that of Joe, the projector room ghost. Oh. Rumor has it that Joe died in the 1920s of a heart attack on his way up the stairs to the projector room and still haunts it to this day. Um, our next stop 
would be that of the Strange Love Nightclub and Dirty Little Roddies. Oh. Dirty Little Roddies. One little, one dirty little Roddy. On the corner of 6th and Main, the building was originally known for being a meeting house for the German Rec Hall. The venue was a popular location for parties and social gatherings. Rumor has it, in the early 1900s, a traveling theater group came to town to entertain the miners. An understudy convinced the janitor to kill the lead actress so that she could have the part. Jesus. There have been many sightings of her apparition throughout the years, and it has even been said that she appeared in some photos. She plays a small tricks on building staff, moving carts and bottles around to confuse or frighten people. But she is most known to ride the elevator up and down. Ooh. The next place we're going to travel to is also in Boise. A lot of Boise in this episode. That makes sense, though. So the this place is called the uh, Aoihi Aoi Sure. That, it's yeah. I apo- <laughs> Sure. I apologize. <laughs> and sorry, since nineteen ten, the Aoi has been a popular building in downtown Boise. There have been many reports of apparitions, noises, doors opening and closing, moved materials, and of course, spooked staff. Many report the site uh, that, sorry, many reports cite that the supernatural encounters aren't filled with negative or malicious energy, but rather they are the ghosts that are going about their daily business. The, the, the once hotel is now an apartment, retail, and restaurant space. Oh. So maybe the next time you're in Boise, stop in, maybe get served by a ghost. Ooh. Spooky. That's cool. Our next stop we travel to Oakley, Idaho, to Howe's Opera House. Howe's Opera House is a historic opera house located in Oakley, Idaho. Surprise. <laughs> on Blaine Street. The Opera House was registered with the Idaho State Historical Society. The Opera House was built by the first prosecuting attorney for Cassia County, Judge B.P. Benjamin Price Howells. The building constructed uh, construction began in 1904 and was completed in 1907 with a cost of $22,000, which is now $757,000 in today's money. Wow. It's quite a lot. With such a historic past, the Howells Opera House, so with the Howells, Howells Opera House, it comes at no surprise that it's haunted. <laughs> Spooky. Makes sense. It's also on this list, so. Okay, fuck you, man. <laughs> it makes it makes me <laughs> makes me know it's haunted. What do you want from him? <laughs> you know, I just thought like I just thought like it'd be nice to like do a fun spooky episode, but fuck me, I guess. No, it is, it is fun and it is spooky. I'm, make, I'm having a good I'm having time. Marty taking your spot. Oh. <laughs> this is bound to happen eventually. Can you fucking not, Marty? <laughs> <laughs> Every time with you. I'm just glad he doesn't do that to me because <laughs> that would be really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> anyway. 
<laughs> go watch the app. Go watch the podcast. Physically watch it to understand what Marty's doing. <laughs> Done it the entire time. I've been doing it for episodes, bro. Yeah. The historic opera house is said to be haunted by two apparitions, both whom are associated with the building in their past lives. One is a female apparition who likes to show up during performances and has even been known to appear on stage during rehearsals. Another is a distinguished gentleman who appears in an old-fashioned suit. He is believed to be B.P. Howells, the former owner of the opera house himself. In his book, uh, sorry, in in a book called Ghosts of Idaho's Magic Valley, Hauntings and Lore, too long. Fucking shorten it down. Shorten that down. Andy Weeks writes, One time, during a play, there were actors and actresses dressed in cowboy attire. Some of the cast members noticed a added person on stage. When they inquired who the additional woman was, no one knew. And she could not be found anywhere afterwards. (laughs) Pretty spooky. It is pretty spooky. Out of all the places that we've traveled to so far in this episode, where where do you guys, where would you guys want to go? I would like to tour that university just because there's so much shit going on there, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the... I think it was the second one that we talked about. The, the uh, first one. Okay. Yes, those are all good. Now... Oh, yeah. The oh. First, I think the first one was the penitentiary, right? But now it's the... Yeah, well, the the first one was a penitentiary, and it is still a penitentiary. Oh, okay, okay. The uh, second one is the uh, Shoshone Ice Caves. Okay. And then we have the uh, the hotel. You know, we, uh, we've we've covered a lot. Yeah, I like the quite a bit. the penitentiary. The it's not like it's not still an active penitentiary, is it? No, it's, it's no, just it's, it's been down. closed. We listening, man. I covered this, buddy. I just <laughs> wanted to confirm. Jesus, man. Make sure I have my fucking facts straight. Sorry, so no, you, won't so do it more, again. You know, I, I've been talking so much. I've been talking so much this episode. I've basically flown right by, dude. Still have ten minutes, and I have a page left in this fucking <laughs> thing, dude. No, it's my fault. I talk too fast. I got two and I got two into the music and the gunshot sound. Check this one out. <laughs> okay, I did it. I did it once, morning. Keep them over there. Put them up. Your guns are jabbed. <laughs> yeah, dude. Look at these guns, brother. They're jacked. Look at, look at these brothers. These guns, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, man, fuck you, dude. It's fucked up, dude. It's fucked up, dude. Got me, got me twisted, brother. Stop. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Uh, anyway. For our final stop on Idaho's most haunted, we arrive at an Idaho ranch that is deemed to be one of the most haunted in the nation. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Strickler Ranch. Strickler Ranch may look like a bunch of old dilapidated buildings, but it is so much more than that. Located in Twin Falls County, this historic location contains all sorts of stories, especially of the haunted variety, of course. Of course. 
The ranch is comprised of the historic Strickler home and Rock Creek Stage Station. Dating back to 1865, the place served as an early transportation center serving immigrants traversing the Oregon Trail. Considered uh, one of the most, sorry, one of the first settlements in Magic Valley, it is only natural that this place would be swamped by eerie ghost stories. Over the years, Strickler Ranch has become a popular spot for paranormal investigations and ghost hunts. The ranch was run by the Ger- by a German immigrant named Herman Strickler and his wife Lu- Lucy uh, Walgamont. They operated the station store and even hosted many Oregon Trail travelers in their home. They often had to take care of sick immigrants who passed through, and a cemetery near the ranch is a good reminder of how of that many is a good reminder that many of them didn't make it. It has also been reported by visitors that shadowy figures have been spotted in the cemetery, and other have, others have reported seeing Mrs. Strickler, Miss, Mrs. Str- sorry, Mr. Strickler's wife roaming the grounds. Visitors often claim seeing apparitions around the ranch or unexplained movement of stationary objects. At one point, the house became a hotspot for teenagers to break in and hold seances. Out of all the ghost stories, the creepers of the mall involve uh, of the uh, all the mall. Excuse me, Jesus Christ! The creepiest legend of the mall involves a gruesome murder. The legend that Herman Strickler brutally murdered his wife with an axe. She was then dragged um, uh, with her bludgeon body down the staircase, which would explain an odd stain that goes down the set of stairs. But that's, as far as we know, not true. The house definitely has a creepy vibe, but the legend of Herman's murder has long been debunked. He actually died peacefully in the 1920s. However, many believe that the ghost of Oregon Trail travelers have been stuck behind left their impression on the visitors. That's really good. There is also some places that... Oh, shit! A ghost! What he said. There is also some places that I didn't include this episode because it just wasn't kind of enough, but I did want to talk about them. There was a place in Idaho called Spirit Lake. Oh. Which is exactly what you think it is. It was a lake that was sacred to Native Americans and it is said that two lovers of competing tribes uh, met with each other, used to meet there all the time before the name changed and uh, they felt that the only way to truly be together was to die with each other. Or true Romeo and Juliet scenario. Right. And they are said to have held hands and walked in the freezing waters of Spirit Lake where they drowned. Jeez. And it is said that to this day, people can still see their spirits. Now, there is another place that I found quite interesting, but I couldn't find a lot on. It is in Quarter Lane, Idaho. There is a lake, Lake Quarter Lane, mm-hmm. classic. Yeah. Um, there is the legend of a horned beast that lives within the lake that has been told through folklore for hundreds and hundreds of years of the entity living in the lake supposedly grabbing and drowning people attacking boats people have seen this thing 
and they believe to be some type of water demon, water creature. But then there is the other side of that, which is where people have reported um, being out on the lake or being lakeside and hearing the sounds of crying, screaming, things like that on a desolate lake. Yeah. Now, it is a big lake, so perhaps there could be people in the distance, you know, goofing off or whatever. Yeah. But it is very, very spooky. Yeah. That's fucking spooky. I want to go visit the prison, personally. The, the old... Yes. Dilapidated one? Old Idaho State Penitentiary. That seems pretty neat. I yes. wonder. I wonder if it's open, like, for people to... Uh, you know what? I'm not quite sure, but I can definitely look it up. Isn't it near Boise? Go up and see monkeys by the gallon. My tummy feel crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Go up and... Haters must have amnesia. They forgot they that I'm him. They must have amnesia. They forgot that I'm him. <laughs> what? Well, because... Uh. <laughs> Smoking fentanyl. Lay cereal milk. I see God. Um, Because, I mean, if we went and visited Old Idaho Penitentiary. Oh, yeah, it is open. Is it in Boise? It is in Boise. That's about a half hour away from where we could stay, which is really not that far in all Mm-mm. honesty. Well, looks like the HGO fam is going to Idaho. And uh, also, got some fun little potential news. Not confirmed yet, but I might have the location Ooh. for HGO's 100th episode, you saucy we bitches. Earlier? Huh? Is it the place we were talking about earlier? Um, no. Oh, okay. Uh, they haven't emailed me back yet, but the other place is like, yeah, we could probably do that. I'm like, yes, dude, yes, <laughs> yes, dude, yes. This shit ain't nothing to me, man. What he said. <laughs> but I'm very excited. We're ramping up to episode 100. It's exciting. You guys ready for a Halloween episode? Yeah. I think we'll probably do some some scary story episode. We can all tell some scary stories. I think we should all dress up. Scary stories. Scary yeah. stories. What, what, what you guys, what do you think we should dress up as? Everybody doing the kind of doing their own thing? What if, <laughs> I don't know yet. Maybe we should have something that's like connected somehow. Hmm. Mm. I want to dress up as oh, Jack. Oh, uh, How do you uh, feel I, I, about I, being I, an energy I, vampire? That'd be cool. I have an idea. Uh, Mark, Mark can be Dave Grohl. You'll be Kirk and Bane. I'll be a shotgun. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us on this week's episode of Lots of and Elements. I want to be Courtney Love. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to be Courtney Love. <laughs> yeah. We should all just be dead musicians. That'd be cool. That'd be tight. Yeah. All the 27, part of the 27 club. Yeah. Oh, Marty. You know, like, I, I could be Fat Elvis. Fat Elvis, yeah. yeah. That'd be sick, dude. That'd be so tight. I could be skinny, skinny Amy Winehouse. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say regular Elvis. <laughs> Get you in the leather outfit, dude. That'd be nuts, dude. That'd be He's hot. so hot. Oh, dude. <laughs> I um, This is, like, totally off topic. I, I was talking about how we should dress up on the dock and all dress up like the Golden Girls. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us in this week's episode of Haunts, Graves, and Omens. 
Thanks. Ooh. You guys been killing it. Please sure to like, share, subscribe, rate it five stars, listening app, share us with your friends. Please, 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 please. If you guys would like to see something or hear us talk about something or whatever, we could do that. Uh, you want us to do some live streams? We'll do some live streams, dude. Whatever. Want to see us go ghost hunting, dude? We'll go ghost hunting, dude. Maybe do a little fucking, get a little fun little live stream while we ghost hunt. I don't know. Whatever, yeah. dude. Something. Yeah. You want to come to a bar and watch you smash a bottle over Marty's head, dude? Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Do it. Email us at HBOPodcast at gmail.com. Jesus Christ, you him. fucking... <laughs> <laughs> that, like, that got you. <laughs> that got me. That was a good throw. <laughs> Did I hit you in the head? Yeah. <laughs> like, bounced off his fucking noggin. <laughs> <laughs> that was a blind throw. I apologize. I was aiming more for your chest. <laughs> well, you missed. Well, deserved it. <laughs> Go and, go and write us an email about whatever, you know, ghosts, aliens, cryptids, you know, your experiences, family experiences, whatever things be investigated. HGOPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on Instagram and TikTok, you can at HGOPodcast. Um, follow us on Haunted Crazy and Omens on Facebook. And if you want to follow me directly on Instagram, you can at I Hunt the Haunted right there. <laughs> yes, bitches. Also, if you guys want yeah, shirts and stuff, let me know, dude. No, uh, got these, these things are sick, brother. Got aliens and shit on it. Supposed to be like the mountains. Get a little. Look at. Look at that. Hold on. Look at it. Scott. So so if you look. Hold on. If you look. Taylor, your socials. I like. I like. I like that. That was good. Um, Are you, you doing your socials yet? <laughs> I'm working on it. God, give me a fucking second. Uh, oh, <laughs> it wasn't on me. Um, <laughs> Marty, <laughs> gonna fucking listen. Uh, you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at lo- wrong one Lunar Thrill. That that's it. That's all I got. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can also follow our dog at spirit the turf on instagram um that's all i got marty drinking sea monkeys by the gal my stomach go crazy still love me. me all right get <laughs> feather wait <laughs> oh there we go smoking that ghetto dude <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining us on this episode. We it was a fun little chaotic one, dude. Yeah. So much of sounds and shit. Let me know how you feel about the ambient spooky sounds, dude. If you don't like it, then we'll uh, we'll go fuck p- ourselves. We'll, we'll, no, we'll just yeah, fuck off. We'll, we'll piss on Marty. Oh. Remember to stay spooky. Stay haunted. This ain't nothing to me, man. This <laughs> ain't nothing. By the gallon, my, my stomach feel crazy, crazy dude. I'm still not. Peace out, dude. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.